Hello, my name is Nick Hatton and welcome back to another episode of the PS Plus, the Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, pastor and host Brandon Briscoe each week speaks to other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a wide array of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll dive in just a bit deeper. Now, as you probably have already noticed, I'm not the normal host of PS Plus, but I will be for the next several months and I'm very much looking forward to joining you all every other week for biblical discussions alongside the postscript. Now, as many of you know, and as I've already briefly mentioned, PS Plus and the postscript are productions of the Living Faith Bible Institute, or LFBI, which is a four-year Bible Institute that is designed to help you know the Word of God and to help you apply it to your life from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. I'm a student at LFBI and can personally say that the classes offered, the professors and the pastors that have poured into my life through the sharing of their experience in ministry, but most importantly through the teaching of God's Word, has changed and strengthened my own personal relationship with the Lord and helped to make me a more effective minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. LFBI has helped to increase my understanding and the knowledge that I have in God's word, but the the critical effect that it's had in my life is that it directly translates to my ministry. It's knowledge that I can take action on, and in that knowledge, there's wisdom being applied to my everyday life directly from the word of God. If you have any questions about LFBI, you should start by visiting their website at www.lfbi.org. Now, very quickly and before we dive into into today's episode, I'd like to share a little bit more about ministry in my life and my professional background. I've been a member of Midtown Baptist Temple going on six years now, where I serve in the local church as a teaching elder as a men's Bible study leader in the college and young adult fellowship, and as a counselor on the church's discipleship ministry team. In addition to this, I studied and received my undergraduate degree in economics. And since then, I've worked in the finance and investment industry for the last six years. The main role that I have in my current profession is to educate and train both newly established and tenured investment and financial professionals so that they can continue to do their jobs well. Now, I say all that to say that today's episode of PS Plus is going to be the first of a series of episodes focused on the topic of biblical finances and a follower of Jesus Christ's stewardship of them. So I'd like to begin by acknowledging the truth that the topic of personal finances is a particular subject that not everybody loves to think about let alone talk about. For both the church and the secular world alike, getting a handle on our personal finances can be a lot like filing our taxes in the modern world. People know it's important. People even know that it's unavoidable, yet it often gets pushed off and neglected until the tax filing deadline is here and suddenly we're in a bind to get things under control and figured out. Now, this isn't always the case, but typically the way people tend to interact with their finances is such that they think about it when they have to. They think about it when they're actually in a bind. And they think about it when they're forced to react. It's fair to say that many of us 
have a reactionary relationship to the way we manage and steward our resources. For the world, this is common practice and even accepted or at times encouraged behavior. But for somebody who views the Word of God as their final authority in life, it should be known that God's insight and instruction for His people says that we should have a proactive relationship to how we steward everything He gives us in this life. And in the type of economy that we Americans all operate within, that is, a capitalist, free-flowing, profit-seeking market economy, most of everything that God has entrusted to us is at some level inexplicably connected to our finances. Knowing this and believing it to be true means that God's people ought to operate according to a biblical perspective on how we earn, dispense, save, invest, maintain, and plan for our personal financial decisions in life. It also means that when we're thinking about our needs and our wants in life, that we should also be looking at things and situations from a place of monetary contentment, as God intended his people would. So we're going to kick off this series by touching on a biblical principle that any and every believer must understand in order to have a proper perspective on the management of their finances and resources. And that principle is this. Nothing we have in this life is truly ours. Psalm chapter 50 verses 10 through 12 says this. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine in the fullness thereof. Some really key truths are introduced to us in these three verses. The first being that everything there is, every beast of the forest, all the cattle upon a thousand hills, all the fowls of the mountains, are God's. Everything is God's. There's nothing on this earth, living or dead, stagnant or mobile, that God doesn't take ownership of. Everything belongs to Him. We then see in verse 12 that if God were hungry, He would not tell us. And then He reiterates that the entirety of the world and everything that populates it, everything that makes it full, is already His. Now, I want to take a moment to step back and talk about this statement. Um... If God was hungry, he would not tell us, which is actually a statement of great importance because what's revealed to us in that scripture is the idea that God does not experience needs and wants the way we do. For us everyday people living and operating on earth, we are in a constant process of exchange, living and seeking out ways to obtain our needs and our wants in life so that we can survive so that we can sometimes thrive and continue on to the next day. For many of us, this classic model is played out in the fact that we have jobs, of which we give our time to in exchange for currency. That is, for most of our listeners, the U.S. dollar. So here we see our first exchange. We give away our time for money. From there, we begin a balancing act, so to speak, of dispensing our currency in exchange for items, supplies, investments, and and all the other resources that can either be categorized as needs or wants in our lives. And thus, 
we see a second pattern of exchange. We give away our currency for our resources. Collectively, these are the exchanges that keep our economy functioning as it does. But it's also these very exchanges that reveal a fundamental difference between God and everything and everyone else. And that difference is this. God does not have needs. If he were hungry, he would not tell us. Humans have continual needs. The way we operate within our world economy reveals that time and time again. Every time we enter into the process of exchange, that truth is revealed. When we buy food at a restaurant, we may, we may not think too deeply about the actions we're taking, but as we purchase our meal, what our actions are saying is this, I'm hungry, I need this food. When we purchase plane tickets to go on a vacation, what our actions are saying is this, I've been working really hard, I want a long, restful break, or something to that effect. Unlike the Lord, we are continually operating within these processes of exchange. But for God, who created everything, owns everything, and is in need of nothing, the only thing he can be in relation to resources and in relation to these processes of exchange that we are all unequivocally connected to, the only thing he can be is the provider of all that is needed. This is the role he plays in our lives in terms of the resources that he allows for us to obtain, and in terms of this process of exchange. And in light of those resources, he calls us stewards. That's the title that he gives to us. And in light of that title, he gives us expectations. The main expectation being to be faithful. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So the question we ask is, what does it mean to be faithful stewards of the finances and resources that God has provided to us? Is it something that we find out through time and experience? Is it something that eventually becomes clear to us through trial and error? Is the key to stewarding our finances something that can be that can be discovered through the clever and careful use of a financial calculator? While all of these things will help someone become a more suited and stable financial operator in the world of exchange that we all live in, the keys to managing our finances well cannot be found in a calculator. That's not where the truth lies. The keys to Finding out how to manage our finances well can only be found in God's word and in viewing all of what God has given us from his perspective. And that perspective starts with understanding that nothing we have in this life is truly ours. It all belongs to God. He's just given us oversight of it. And on that note, we're going to be closing out of this episode of PS Plus. I look forward to joining you all again in the coming weeks as we dive deeper into the topic of biblical finances. And I'm excited to see what God has in store for each and every one of us as we study his word together and apply his wisdom to our lives. Next time we meet, we'll pick up right where we left off. 
Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.